streaming on YouTube. Anyway, I'm your lawyer, Patrick Regan, and welcome to our Wednesday night live. Let's see if we're coming in on. Let's see if we're. All right. Looks good. Seems as though we are working on all platforms, which is kind of strange given our past. Anyway, I'm your lawyer, Patrick Begin. Welcome to Law and the Life Live, every show we do every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And we cover different topics in the practice areas that I practice, which are family law, criminal defense, and personal injury. Tonight's live is alimony. Yeah, I know. It's a touchy subject. It's a touchy subject with all clients and everybody that asks. I made a bunch of notes, so I'm going to go over how alimony is determined in Florida. The first thing you have to look at is the marriage term. How long is the marriage? There's three different types of marriage terms in Florida. There's short-term, moderate, and long-term marriages. And a short-term marriage, that's a marriage that's less than seven years. There's a presumption that alimony is not warranted in those cases of less than seven years. Doesn't mean it can't happen, it's just not warranted, okay? It's not it's just not presumed to be proper or presumed to be um, awardable. It's an, a presumption that can be overcome based on the uh, facts of the case. In a moderate marriage, seven to 17 years, there's no presumption that alimony is proper or improper. So you can make the argument either way and it can be defended either way. And then there's long-term marriage, which is seven, more than 17 years. After 17 years of marriage, it's presumed proper for alimony in that particular case, permanent alimony. And there's different types of alimony in Florida. There's temporary durational rehabilitative, uh, bridge the gap and permanent alimony. Permanent alimony is just that, it's permanent. Let me get my notes up here. All right, bridge the gap alimony is short-term alimony that's during a period of transition of the worst case, like to help the other spouse get on their feet. Rehabilitative alimony is alimony that helps them transition into the workforce or to become self-supportive. It's temporary. It's temporary in duration, maximum of two years. Durational alimony is for a term, a number of years or months or whatever, but it can't exceed the years of the marriage. Temporary alimony is awarded during the divorce process to keep the person financially afloat while the divorce case is going on. So how does a court or a mediation do you determine alimony? In Florida, it's a two-factor test or a two-part test. It's need and ability to pay. It's one spouse's need and then the other spouse's ability to pay. You first have to establish the need. Then you have to establish that the other person has the ability to pay that. 
So how do they establish the need? In Florida, there's mandatory dis financial disclosure minimums, which must, what, which must be disclosed to the other side. You have to do a financial affidavit, disclose bank accounts, loan statements, credit card statements, retirements, all that kind of stuff. You can go deeper into that as much as necessary to get the information you need. And you take that and you see what their monthly expenses are. And you add all that up with whatever income they have minus allowable deductions. Now the deductions are defined. It's not everything you want to deduct for. If you're, if you're, you know, going through the divorce process and you're filing um, zero dependents to get maximum taxes taken out, it's adjusted for the tax status. The allowable deductions are, of course, federal income tax, required union dues, required memberships, things like that. Not payments to 401ks or 457s or anything else. So you take that, you take compare that to the expenses, and you come up with, since you're talking alimony, you're going to come up with a deficit. And that's how much that person needs to financially survive. Or so they say. It's arguable. So once you establish that need, then it turns to the other side. Does that person have the ability to pay? They do the financial disclosure, same final financial disclosure, financial affidavit. You go through it. Sometimes the attorneys go through it. Sometimes we hire forensic accountants to go through it and to come up with an alimony schedule or an alimony plan based on the information they're able to provide us from reviewing the discovery that's been exchanged. So let's say you're seeking alimony. You've proved your need and you've proved the other person's ability to pay. You'll be awarded alimony, one of those different forms of alimony that we discussed. Let's say you go and you prove your need, but you're unable to prove or the other person is able to rebut, successfully rebut, the ability to pay. Under those circumstances, you don't get alimony. If you can't make the need and prove the need, it never even makes it to the ability to pay. You don't get alimony. So what are, what are the, some of the things that cases that aren't alimony? You can have a long-term marriage without alimony if you can't meet the need and ability to pay. Um, I represent a lot of police officers. Sometimes it's two police officers that are married they have very similar salaries. They have very similar retirements. All their finances individually and separated are very similar. In those types of cases, there may be no need for alimony because they make just one just makes just as much as the other. So once you've determined what that party's income is, whether you get alimony or you don't get alimony, if you get alimony, there's a recalculation of income for child support purposes. So in a previous, in my last week's live, I touched on this briefly and I got a bunch of calls or a bunch of DMs and emails about whether or not there's alimony. If there's alimony, you have to credit the recipient of the alimony, that alimony income for the purposes of child support. So you determine alimony and then you determine child support. Child support in Florida is very easy. It's in the statute and there's a table in the statute. In chapter 61 of the Florida statutes, you find the alimony or you find the child support table 
you look in the table, you go down how many kids over how many kids do you have, and what is the combined income? So for example, let's say you have four kids. You go over to the four kid column, and let's say combined income is $10,000 a month. You go down to the $10,000 a month income over, and it tells you the amount that the court has determined or that the state has determined is needed to support four kids. And whatever that amount is, let's say it's $2,000. Well, let's say it's $1,000 because I can work with ones easier, ones and tens easier than I can with twenties. Let's say it's 10,000, it's not gonna be 10,000, but let's say it's 10,000. So if the alimony or the, the child support amount is 10,000, you multiply that amount by the percentage of income of both the parties. And that gives you a dollar amount per month that each party contributes to the child support. So what do you do with that? Then you go to the child support guidelines, also in the statutes, and it's a formula. You put in the child support guidelines, how much each party makes, how many kids there are, go down, put in amount of overnights, how many time sharing, how much visitation overnights the, the children have, you go down, you put in health insurance, you put in daycare, you put in uh, out-of-pocket medicals, anything else that's in the, in the table, you put it down, and in the end, it tells who owes what amount to the other party. And that's, that's the basics of it. That's it in a nutshell, a very simplified nutshell. Now, most of the cases that I handled, 90, 98% of them, settle in mediation or before trial. So when you go to mediation, you look at what you can negotiate on your alimony. So alimony is negotiable. Once you figure out what that alimony amount is or what you negotiate that alimony amount to be, then you apply that to the child support. If you don't have kids, you don't even have to get to the child support part. You just determine the alimony. Plenty of those cases. Plenty of cases where the kids are grown, the parents make similar income, and there's no alimony. Plenty of cases where the kids are grown, one spouse has been a stay-at-home spouse for 20-something years, they get a boatload of alimony and everything in between. Before it reaches a trial, before a divorce case reaches a trial, everything is negotiable and can be settled prior to the trial and mediation or between the lawyers prior to trial. Sometimes you don't always settle in mediation. Sometimes the lawyers have to go back and forth, but they end up settling the case before the trial comes forward. So I hope that explains how alimony is calculated in Florida and how it's applied and how child support's calculated. It's a little bit more involved than the way I'm explaining it to you, but I'm giving you the summary of it in a nutshell easy to understand. And so you have some idea if you're going through that process, what is going on at each step of the process. So you ha you'll, have an, you'll have an idea and you won't be like a lot of clients, um, you see just, just, they just get glossed over and they have no idea what's going on in the process. And that'll give you a little information. So you can at least, when they talk about the different types of alimony, you can at least go, oh yeah, I've heard that someplace before and your lawyer can explain to you how it all fits together. Any questions about that, feel free to ask. I'll look back through here. 
Let's see, I got a bunch flying in here on TikTok. Let's see. TD3 Law, what's up, brother? Glad to see you made it back in. Alimony because she gets all the money? Not necessarily. I've had cases where the wife paid alimony. George Carlin did say that. That is correct. All right, let's see if we have any actual questions instead of editorials. The biggest Miami fan. Good to see you again, brother. Amber asks, not sure if you know this, but can I file for unemployment if I quit? Mm, I don't know. I've never collected unemployment. It's not one of my areas of law. Um, best thing to do is call the unemployment office and see what they say. Uh, let's see. Amber asks, due to not having daycare because of the COVID-19. You may be able to. I know there's a bunch of different there's a bunch of different laws that have been signed into effect in Florida, a bunch of executive orders and a bunch of stuff that's come out of the Department of Labor on uh, all kinds of things, workers comp, the whole nine yards. And I'm going to try to have a workers comp attorney do a live with me so he can explain some of the, the new rules and the new laws and the new executive orders that are coming out related to the uh, coronavirus impact and employment. All right, Steve, man, glad you could come in. You don't have to have a question. You can just come in and watch. I'm glad you enjoyed the videos. I'm humble. Uh, let's see. Have anybody on? Let me go down. Let's see if anything's coming in on Facebook. I don't see any chat on Facebook. And YouTube is up and running. I don't see anybody checked in on YouTube, but I got a bunch of people checked in on TikTok. Anyway, I'm always glad. I'm always glad everybody comes in here. I'm very humbled that uh, you come in here and you listen to me. And I, I hope I provide useful information to you and information you can use uh, in life in general, not only in the law, but I post a bunch of stuff about running a business and things I've learned as a lawyer. I learned a lot. I learned a lot of life lessons being a lawyer. I learned a lot from my clients. I learned a lot from other people interacting in the system. And I certainly learn a lot from my followers. All right. So Amber's moving to Florida. Can I have something expunged in Florida that happened in Michigan? No, you have to have it. You have to have it expunged in Michigan. Florida can only expunge a Florida case. The sneaky squid asks, isn't Florida on lockdown? No one is supposed to be out. We are going on statewide stay at home order as of either tonight or tomorrow. The governor is going to sign that. In the local area here in Miami, they have local a local countywide stay-at-home order. Um, some cities have instituted curfews starting at 10 p.m. to run to 5 or 6 a.m. And, of course, the courts are closed. The courts are closed in Miami until at least April 17th. Same in Broward, Palm Beach, May 1st. Um, everything is basically ground to a halt. As far as the court system goes, we have some judges that are up and running on Zoom, so we're able to have hearings. I had a deposition earlier today over Zoom, which is the first time ever that I've, I've done a, a video deposition that we weren't all sitting in a room. It's pretty interesting. It worked out pretty well, and we got it. We got it. Um, 
we got it running and it, it went it went real seamlessly let's look so i'm glad you like it biggest miami fan i like you too i always look forward to seeing you in here as well as the others friend of jimmy hoffa i don't even know if i should address that but i will how difficult is it finding employment for a new, I guess you're saying attorney, new attorneys in Florida? Um, a bunch of people are hiring. Well, until this thing broke out, a bunch of people were hiring. I placed uh, a bunch of people from uh, University of Florida and in internships and in different law firms down here. And it was going well. I don't know how it's going, how well it's going now. I haven't heard anything through the grapevine. Um, so the answer is, I don't know. I mean, there's always, if, if you're a, if you're a lawyer, you can always make money. You can always find something to do as far as you know, legal work. Um, that's, that's been my experience. Um, Miami's a big market. There's no reason you know, your own shop, you put out your own shingle, which is what I did. All right. Log hog, former cop here. Like the work you do. Thanks a bunch. I appreciate it. Thanks for your service in law enforcement. I was, if you didn't know it, I was a Miami-Dade homicide detective for years and years and years. I did a total of 18 years uh, as a policeman here in Miami, and it was one of the greatest jobs I could ever imagine having. Have, having. Just got a little old. Now you work for DCF, and we're currently doing the dependency court by Zoom. I heard that. I heard um, I heard there's a lot of action going on in uh, dependency court and they're moving cases along more so than other courts and family court. I mean, everything, there's a couple of judges that are up and running in family court. I think there's one in civil and regular civil. I haven't heard of anybody up and running on zoom or any other type of technology and criminal yet. And basically all those cases are just on hold. And if you're interested in, you know, how, what are we doing on cases during this time? We're just, we're catching up on cases, which is something you don't usually get to do is have a block of time where there's no court because my normal week is, is I usually have court almost every day and sometimes more than once a day. So you're always running behind, kind of like working homicide cases when I was in homicide. You're always running behind. Now we got a block of time where we're we're making progress at catching up. We're doing all the discovery, all the stuff, all the preliminary stuff. We're getting that in. We're scheduling uh, mediations through Zoom. Um, I haven't had any yet, but I know other people that had them, and they're working and they're able to settle cases. So we're doing we're doing everything. The lawyers, the lawyers are ahead of the courts. So we're doing everything we can. The only thing that's holding us back is the court system. So we're moving the cases along. We're getting the client service. Uh, we're up and fully remote. Fortunately, I started doing remote operations about five years ago. And, uh, you know, I would go I would go on trips and stuff. Like one time in Mon I was out in Montana. I did a whole case while I was out in Montana and uh, the initial part of the case. So basically for about the last five years, as long as I have an Internet connection, I can I can handle anything in my practice areas. The only thing you have to actually be present for is the court hearings. So you schedule them when you're going to be back in town. But I was out in Montana for like six weeks and it, everything went smoothly. And after that, we do a lot of uh, a lot of the remote operations. Um, a lot of my employees, a lot of my paralegals, my accountant, and 
you know, were able to do remote operations when they needed to, when they needed to, if there was some reason they couldn't come into the office. And now nobody's coming into the office. We're all working, <coughs> excuse me. We're all working from home and it's just working. It's working great. And the only thing that's holding us back is the courts. Uh, lawyers will be in high demand after COVID-19? I think so. I think there's going to be a whole new a whole new realm of legal cases or legal, maybe even a legal practice area that comes forward from this. Um, you know, a lot of there's a lot of questions that I see on the forums and the groups that I belong to, you know, asking about what what is the civil liability of an employer that exposes, you know, somebody to the virus? Um, what is the legal liability of an individual that exposes another individual? I see a lot of these questions and that's one of the areas that it's going to be new and developing. So it'll be very interesting to see how it goes. All right. The county I live in is only arresting felonies, DVs, DUIs, and warrants. All else get NTAs. NTAs, notice to appears. Down here we call them PTAs, promise to appears. Of course, I'm in Dade County. Um, I think they're pretty much doing the same. There was, I think it was Sunday. We usually average around 150 to 200 and maybe 10, 220 arrests per day. And I think on Sunday there were 25 and that's in Dade County. And then in Palm Beach and Broward, there, there was less. So arrests are way down. Um, general criminal cases have definitely dropped off in the last couple of weeks. Domestic violence has not. And if you don't know, most police departments in Florida, have pro-arrest policies when it comes to domestic violence. Basically what that means is if they go to a case and they determine probable they determine probable cause for a domestic violence offense, they are required by their department to make an arrest. Discretion has been removed from them. All right, let's see. There are medicals, Steve asked, Stephen asked, there are medical centers for lack of people can have a legal resource. Um, yeah, probably, at least in the initial stages. I mean, now that everybody or most people or a lot of lawyers are up and running remotely, I think you'll see a point where we're like catching up. And I think we'll be able to provide those services to lawyers that are working remotely. I know a lot of a lot of lawyers still haven't, I've helped like four or five of them get up running remotely, get their operations going, but I know a lot of them are still down and the only communication they're having with other lawyers and their clients is through telephone. And uh, they don't have the, the technology installed yet. And I think they're gonna be left behind. I think you'll see guys like us, you know, my firm and you know a bunch of my friends' firms that are on Zoom ahead of the curve that are conducting you know, client intakes and client interviews via Zoom, uh, we're using FaceTime, we're using Skype, all that stuff combined with email and telephone. I think we're going to be ahead of the curve and, you know, we're going to be able to jump out at the end of this and, and just really accelerate and, you know, move forward. All right, that looks like it. That looks like all the questions from all the different platforms we got in. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me look over here just one more time. 
I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you find the information that I give you useful. Once again, my name is Patrick McGeehan. I'm a lawyer in Miami, Florida. I am your lawyer, Patrick McGeehan, and I am your best friend at your worst time. I'm very active on social media. On Facebook, I have a group and a page. The group is Ask a Florida Divorce Lawyer. The page is the Law Offices of Patrick McGeehan. Feel free to like and join both. The Ask a Florida Divorce Lawyer is a private group. Make a request and I'll approve you right away and get you in there. And we go over all kinds of stuff. People ask all kinds of questions in there and I try to provide the answers to them. Just keep in mind that I'm in Florida. I'm only a Florida lawyer. So everything I discuss, it has to be Florida law. And I can't tell you how they do it in Alabama or Georgia because I don't know. I've never practiced. I'm not licensed in those areas. I'm only licensed in Florida. For family law, my practice is family law, criminal defense, and personal injury. Anyway, in addition, you can find me on Instagram, The Magic City Lawyer. You can find me on Twitter at PJ McGeehan Law. And if you look on my Twitter profile, the very first tweet that's pinned there, there's a cheat sheet or an ebook or whatever you want to call it that will show you how to save money on attorney's fees in a family law case. And that's applicable all over Florida. And my clients that use it, I instituted that program a couple years ago. My clients that use it love it and they have saved money. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn under Patrick McGeehan, um, Tumblr, Magic City Lawyer, Snapchat, Magic City Lawyer, and of course, TikTok, Magic City Lawyer. You can reach me on all those platforms through DM. You can email me at Patrick at PJM, like my initials, Patrick Joseph McGeehan, PJM Lawyer, all one word, dot com. Or you can certainly call the office, 305-577-4933. When this all began, we, we instituted a answering service because we were flooded with calls. We're still getting a high call volume. So any calls that go overflow from our phone system will go to the answering service. So it will be answered by a live person and your call will be returned usually in 15 minutes uh, if it's a weekday. If it's an evening or during the weekend, if it's an emergency, we'll call you back within a few minutes. If it's not an emergency, we'll just call you back the next day, the next work day, the next Monday or the next you know weekday um, that comes up. Anytime you have a question regarding my three areas of law, feel free to ask me on any of those platforms or email. If you have a question in another area of law, feel free to email me or DM. And if I know somebody that practice that, practices that area, I'll refer them to you. Um, I know lawyers that practice almost every area uh, of law down here. And I can usually find somebody in Dade or Broward for sure. Palm Beach, a little bit more difficult. I don't know that many people in Palm Beach. Um, and the Keys is real sketchy. I don't, I don't know a lot of people down in the Keys that are lawyers. It seems everybody that's a lawyer in the Keys is a part-time lawyer and a lot of people from Miami go down there, but the Keys is like another world altogether. Anyway, feel free to ask if you have any, any topics you'd like me to cover on a live or address, please let me know. I'll be happy to do those. I get a lot of questions during the week and I add them up and I, you know, tally them up and write them down. And then I, I do a little outline to make a live on if a bunch of people ask me like, after last week's live, a bunch of people were asking me about alimony and child support and how it's determined. And uh, any suggestions you have, any suggestions of guests you'd have, if you'd like to be a guest on one of the lives, we could certainly do that through Zoom. Um, this will be converted to a podcast. 
It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on Facebook. And it'll be on all the other platforms as a link to YouTube. So if you missed the first part of it, you want to catch something else, you can do it that way. Just let me take one more quick look. Like I said, I'm always humbled that people take time out of their out of their day to check in um, with me and listen to what I have to say. I'm very humbled about that. I'm very appreciative. I'm very appreciative to all my friends and followers. Like I said, I learn a lot of stuff from you guys, a lot of life lessons from you guys as I do my clients. All right, Jay. Jay had one question that popped in here real quick. How do you get rid of a record? In Florida, you can expunge in the you can expunge or seal um, certain crimes. So if you have an expungement issue, if you have a criminal case in Florida, you want to see if you can seal and expunge it, email me or DM me, and I'll tell you if you have a qualifying crime. Karen asks, a cancer hospital allowed not to serve you and force you to a quarantine, even if the healthcare law, I don't know, I've never practiced healthcare law, um, as far as medical malpractice, I have an attorney here in Weston that I refer all my medical malpractice to. So I wouldn't even be able to address your question. Um, if you need more information, feel free to contact me and I'll refer you. We are staying safe and healthy. I've been totally segregated from everybody else. I only go out to get to get food. I haven't been out to eat. And, you know, when you're a lawyer, you're running around the court all the time. You're usually going out to eat, you know, at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. I haven't eaten out and, well, there's no place to eat out, but I haven't been able to go out, you know, at all. I've been staying home. Uh, no symptoms here. Nobody, nobody's infected that I know of. And in my area here, I don't know anybody that's, that's sick. Um, I haven't heard any of my friends on Facebook or anything. Um, that are sick. So we're all doing well. I mean, we're all basically in lockdown. There's a lot of people that are out and around and driving around, but it's very different from what it used to be like the rush hour. I mean, we really don't have a rush hour anymore. Um, it's very easy to get around if you have to get around, if you're one of those essential employees. Um, you know, I used to be a policeman so for the county. So I used to be essential and I had to work during all kinds of crisis, riots, hurricanes, or whatever. So it's a nice change to be non-essential for a change. Anyway, thanks again. I'm glad you all checked in. I hope I provided some information that uh, that's useful to you. Anything I can do for you, please let me know. It's always my pleasure. Good night.